back to Tesh Matters with Jeff Boggs. Phone lines are open. Reach out and touch Jeff at 367-1240. 30, almost 31 minutes after 11 o'clock. My pleasure to welcome back to the show Richard A. Berry, Bears Garden Center. How you doing, sir? Jeff, good morning. I'm doing great. Happen to be in your neighbor, your business's neighborhood. Uh, saw like five uh, NIPD officers. You didn't have a problem last night, did you? I oh, hope. last night? No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Okay. No, it was in the parking lot. Yeah, they're all. They may have just been coordinating the evening's uh, <laughs> plan of attack. I, I don't know. But I was hoping that it wasn't. Uh, no, no, I, did, I don't. Uh, we didn't get a call, and everything was there when I got there this morning. So good to hear. Good we're to hear. In good shape. And uh, good, good that they have a place to congregate in. Absolutely, and, and they're again, always welcome. Do their strategic planning. I'm sure that's <laughs> what that was all about. Even a, a motorcycle policeman. It was, wow. it was quite the gathering. Wow, wow. So, so yeah, I'm sure something was going on, but luckily, uh, no flashing we, lights. So we stayed clear. I, I was hoping it was. Yeah, yeah no, we're, we're in good shape there. So, temperature seems to be mild, a, a good to your liking. I would like it a little warmer. Warmer than this, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, for sure. Yeah, a little sunshine would be nice, but you know, uh, I'll take it. I just, I just like a little, little cool. Let, let it be. A little Some cool. people have nothing else, just like the change. I do. I, I I agree. I'm one of those. I love I love the change, and and uh, I don't want it to be 70 degrees for Christmas. I'd rather it be you know 50s, 60s. You know, not real cold, but just uh, have a little nip to it. And um, and then you're right. Then change spring, change, and it's kind of stretching out a little bit, a little bit warmer than normal. But we're certainly starting to catch up on a little bit of rain. Yes. I think we got a little ways to go to catch up. And uh, but uh, certainly we needed it, and um, I know the farmers don't want it all at one time. And I think we're supposed to get some maybe Saturday, and we'll see how much we get. But it is what it is. There you go. You know, I, I recently, I, I probably waited longer than I should have, transplanted those uh, beans into a bigger pot. You had given me those little pea pods, or yeah, the, the I forgot what beans they were though. Some sort of Asian uh, sugar beets, beans, or something like that. Okay. We talked. You you brought a six pack of them in a few okay. weeks ago. Oh, maybe sweet peas. Sweet peas, and maybe yeah. Okay, you transplant them, and I got them climbing. All right. And there's little guys like that on there. The little peas. Yeah. How tall are they? Twelve inches or less. You mean the the, the plant? The plant. Uh, oh, it's the vine. Taller than that. Oh, really, man? Maybe, Jeff. Maybe. maybe 18 to 24, maybe. You're doing great, Jeff. But, but again, it's got just these little beans. They're little about beans. this big. So, so. so remember, when it comes to a lot of things like that, they're going to produce the, the vegetable or whatever it is after a certain number of days. So, for example, if you have a plant that's been in a pot and it's been there too long, as opposed to one that's been there two weeks less, they may be the same size, but they're limited on the growth because of the root system in this little container. Sometimes they'll start to make these fruit uh, or vegetable a little bit earlier than the other one. And usually what that means is that uh, let it go, but if, if for some reason, Jeff, that bean doesn't get to maturity long enough and it starts to turn yellow, just break it off. That's what I'm looking for, to turn yellow. I don't want it. To you turn don't want yellow. it to turn yellow, but it may do. It may not get long enough. Uh, and what? 
I seem to remember about that long was yeah about you figure about, about eight inches. Three inches. Well, the I bean itself. Eight well, inches? The, the, if it's a, it's a sweet pea, yeah, like a sweet I pea. So. And I think well, actually, what you have is not a. It's a. It's called a sugar snap. It's yes, sweet, that's what it is. It's in the sweet pea family. So yeah, those will get about four to five inches long. Okay, but but yours may not. Yours may end up all of a sudden they be a, a couple inches long and start turning yellowish. If you start to see that, break it off immediately. You can actually eat it, but it's gonna it's gonna speed up for it to produce more. Okay, so you okay. just don't want it to just mature and set and make a seed, and that's gonna slow everything down. So if it doesn't go to total format, and that's true with uh, a lot of things. Like I have a a cucumber vine, Jeff. The whole vine is twelve inches tall. And it's making a cucumber that's almost taller than the vine, but it's deformed. Mm-hmm. And that's because the cool weather has slowed everything down, so the plant's not growing, but it's going to start to make fruit, you know, after a certain number of days, no matter what the size of the plant is. That's old Mother Nature saying, I need to re- reproduce myself. Even though I'm not where I need to be, I'm going to reproduce myself to keep it going. And and uh, so I just break that cucumber off. Probably won't make the temperatures get too cool. but, but not, not cucumber. Again, the... Uh Sugar. Well, yours uh, sugar snap, but mine at oh. my house, it made a little sh- sh- uh, short cucumber right oh, now. Okay. Yeah, it was just deformed, but the plant was only about 12 inches tall. Oh, okay. planted later. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, uh, what will happen there. All right. You have a caller on the line. We'll see if it's a question or a comment for, and apparently it is not. Anyway, so phone lines are open, though, for folks uh, who do have a question for Richard, 367. 1240, uh, happy to take those calls. Yeah. So it's good to see that's that's growing well. The uh, Actually, at uh, my house, I have a, two beautiful tomato plants, gorgeous, planted in the fall. I guess they must have a total of 50 or 60 tomatoes on it. Now, the tomatoes are going to be smaller than normal, but but nice size, but they're going to take longer to uh, to ripen um, uh, because of the you know less sun less day land mm-hmm. and all that and uh but they will and uh unless we get a hard freeze in which case i'll just cover it but if it gets to a bit of freeze like last year that would be a problem but so far it looks like we're clean we're certainly not going to have anything bad for christmas which last year that's when it was that one we got down yeah. to low 20s it was christmas week and it really you know uh, created havoc but this year we're in good shape for that and uh uh, so I thought I'd talk a little bit about citrus today, and the reason is is that uh, uh, ties into last year, and a lot of people are coming in now and uh, it, based on last year's freeze. Citrus is a tropical plant. Uh, they can't take extreme cold, and last year's cold was extreme. And so people were calling in and said, look, I, I purchased some, some uh, uh, citrus trees from you in uh, October or in November. I planted them. How do I cover them? And so I would tell them immediately, I said, don't worry about covering. I said, it's going to get too cold. Covering is not going to help you unless you put an artificial light. But the good news is if you just planted it two or three months ago, right. I would just go take it out of the ground and put it in the garage where it's going to stay warm. And several people did it. We had planted like 12 or 15 of them, and we actually took them out and put them in the garage. And sure enough, they planted them uh, a few days later. About a week later, they planted them, and we didn't get any cold from then no, on, no, it's pretty nice. So the advantage of it said, well, why not? I'm just going to wait till the uh, till the spring. Well, waiting till the spring is fine, but it's actually easier to keep it watered and maintain it in the ground. It has it, the roots are going to start to grow. Uh, it takes less water in a container. You got to water them pretty much every day. So plant them in the ground. If temperatures get to 28, 29, 30, that is a non-issue. You just water them in, you're fine. If it says it's going to get to 
you know, 29 and stay 29 for, you know, seven or eight hours, then you may have to, to cover it with freeze cloth or something to, uh, to trap that heat underneath it, and then it'll be fine. If it says it's going to get wet like last year and start to stay below freeze for several days, then you got to do something different. So, but it's a safe bet to plant them in the fall and if you, you know, or now and just pull them up if you have to. A lot of people give them as gifts, uh, Jeff, and, and they want to know they'll give it uh, uh, and just put a bow around it. And, and it's actually a, it's a great Christmas gift. Any of the citrus, we sell a lot of lemons, and I want to talk a little bit about the lemons, and that's based on last year too. Is that a lady came in yesterday and said that she wasn't sure the lemon got zapped uh, last year, and uh, but it came back in the spring, and 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 uh, and so I started talking to her. I said, "Well, tell me exactly where did it come back?" She said, "Well, the upper part never came back, but the lower part sprouted and it grew and it's beautiful." And I knew that was a problem. And just remember, any good citrus tree is grafted, so you're going to have a, a tree that's that has a uh, a, a root stock, which is the bottom part that grows the roots, and then you're going to have the the upper part that is that is grafted onto that root stock. And what that does is that it gives you the best of both worlds. It gives you a strong root system with a the best tasting fruit that you can have. Lemons are the most susceptible. Lemons and limes are the two most susceptible ones in all the citrus when comparing it to satsumas. Uh, navel oranges, uh, grapefruits, that is the most susceptible one to cold weather. So when people tell me, oh, my lemon made it last year, I start to ask them a few more questions and say, okay, what did you do? And maybe they protected them and they cover you, they're fine. But, or sometimes an older plant will, will actually take a lot more cold than the younger. They just have more to protect. But, but anything that was relatively young and actually really took a hit, especially the lemons, but there are a lot more that took a hit there too. Uh, and so, so yeah, you can plant them. Just you want to be prepared, just like normal, that if you have to cover it, you'll cover it. And if it's extreme cold, just yank them out. Uh, the advantage is they'll root all winter. They'll root in the spring. And so if you get a tough summer like we've had this past summer, it's going to be much more tolerant of droughts and just abuse than one that was planted in, uh, in April. When do we sell the most of them, Jeff? We sell the most in the spring. Mm. When's the best time to plant them? is in the fall and early winter. Okay, so that, that's it. Then you get into the question of, of uh, you know, what type do you plant? In, in, terms, of, in terms of lemons, because lemons, for whatever reason, seem to be the most popular one for Christmas. But uh, 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 Meyer lemons is by far the number one uh, selling variety of lemons. And it is the number one, uh, 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 home, one that's, that's used by the homeowners. And, and, the, and the reason that is is that, the Meyer, as opposed to uh, some of the some of the other type lemons, will actually produce at least twice, sometimes three times in one season, and that's good for a homeowner because it's kind of like the classic, you know, tomato plant. You know, you grow a tomato, and boy, they they produce all at one time. So you got, you know, five hundred tomatoes, and you still you just start giving them away because you can't utilize. Boy, it would be nice to be able to stretch that out and have them produced over a longer period of time. But that is the uh, that is the advantage of the Meyer is that it will produce two or three times a year and give you a, uh, a longer fruit. The, the uh, fruit is uh, – uh, the, the flowers themselves are very fragrant. So a lot of times you'll see the, uh, the Meyer lem- lemon planted uh, near a patio because it does give you the fragrance when the flowers are blooming and makes it, uh, makes it very nice. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it looks like a traditional lemon. 
It uh, tastes like maybe a little bit milder, but it still has that lemony, lemony taste to it. And uh, you can use it for, for cooking uh, just like you would any other. The other lemon is the, uh, the Lisbon lemon, lemon um, and which, is a, which is a good lemon also. produces all at one time. And, uh, and that's kind of the biggest drawback to it. It's more of a true lemon uh, as, opposed to the, as opposed to the Meyer, which is a true lemon, but it's kind of crossed with, a, with a, uh, an orange, uh, which makes it a little bit milder. But really and truly, you, could, you can you cook with either one, and it's fine. But, you know, Lisbon is another one. And Ponderosa is the last one that's out there. It's just a bigger, bigger lemon. Lemon, and so I guess it's easier to use for lemonade because you can juice it easier. But mm. all of them can be used for lemonade. All can be used for cooking, and all of them do do very very well. You say the lemon tree is the most popular at Christmas. Yes, I would have thought the pear tree. <laughs> yeah, you had to put the partridge <laughs> into it. Well, the pear trees too. You have that Man. too. Pear trees don't look that good in the winter. I think that's probably uh, the, one of the reasons. One of the other reasons is that they look like a stick, so because mm-hmm. uh, they are deciduous, so mm-hmm. they lose all their leaves. But, but they don't really produce all that well down here. Peaches and pears. Peaches and pears. Let me just say this: they don't produce certainly like the citrus produce. Okay, and they're not as uh, not as easy. They're much cold hardier than the citrus much colder they'll take as much cold as we'll ever get but and they also uh, need a certain amount they, of they need a certain amount of cold temperatures to be able to produce which has become an issue so that's when variety comes into play but the uh, 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 pears it takes a little bit longer for example citrus they'll start producing the first year they won't produce mm. that much but they'll start pears and peaches and apples generally take you two or three years before you got to do multiples they get bigger so you need a little bit more land to pull it off as opposed to uh, the citrus, which on average would get about 12 feet tall, so it can be near the patio. And, uh, and again, they look good because they're evergreen year-round as opposed to the, uh, the uh, pear and the partridge. Gotcha, man. The uh, satsuma is, the, is probably of all of year-round sales. Satsuma is all your number one uh, selling citrus, and that's because they're just easy to peel. Oh, I love uh, it. Yeah, everybody loves the, uh, the uh, satsumas, and uh, – and they have no seeds, easy to peel, generally juicy, depending on temperatures and weather. Um, uh, they can be uh, uh, taste very good. And, and I would think this year would have been a very good year for the, uh, for the satsumas and all the citrus, but they took that hit last December. So I don't know how much production uh, th- they got. Jerry's not doing much of that, or at least I don't hear him talking about okay, it. Okay, so he he may have, he probably got hit by the uh, by the weather too. So so the the owner of the station has a big place down in uh, Lafourche, huh? Yeah, and uh, and so he used to have satsumas and citrus galore, but I bet you they took a lick the last three years. And, so and, and I'm not sure if he just didn't let him go. Well, if not let him go, give them to somebody else to to take and, and handle and handle production. Yeah, could could be and. Uh, so, and the three, you know, the three big ones, Brown Select is a big one. Owari is a big, these are varieties of satsumas. And uh, Kiowa is the other satsuma. All of them, all of them do well. I, I tell people if you're going to plant more than one satsuma, do alternate varieties. And all that is strictly good for is it maybe extend your production a week or two. But it's really not that big of a deal. What are the differences in varieties? Yeah, the the. Really, there's really not that big of a difference. Some people say the awari is a little bit more cold hardy, but you know maybe once or twice the uh, the kiwa maybe maybe harvest a little bit earlier. The differences aren't that bad. But if you're gonna get more than one, I would just get two different varieties strictly strictly because it may extend your harvest a week or two. 
maybe. Uh, you know, the Browns select is kind of the middle season, so really not that big of a difference. Uh, in terms of taste, I think they're all very, very good, easy to peel, seedless, and you can pop it. Then you get into uh, the true oranges and uh, you know, the Washington Navels and the Hamlin Louisiana Sweet are the two most popular um, um, true oranges. There's also one called Blood Oranges, which is really, really sweet. It kind of has a reddish interior. Uh, it's a real good one. It kind of, from what people tell me, it kind of uh, it, it produces heavy and then in alternate years. So you'll have a heavy crop. You may not have as much as, whereas the Washington Navel and the, uh, the Hamlin Louisiana Sweet will pretty much produce, uh, you know, every year consistently depending on weather conditions. That's another thing about the citrus as opposed to maybe something like a pecan tree, which pecan alternate years is a big deal. People always said, oh, I had a heavy crop next year. It's going to be a light crop the, the, uh, the following. You can kind of, uh, if, you, if you fertilize it and kind of take care of them a little better, you can kind of limit that. But pretty much production will alternate. Uh, every year with the citrus giving the proper weather it's usually not an issue it's usually they're pretty good producers given given the right situation can you do anything whether it's uh, pesticides or anything like that to improve your lot yeah that's that's a good question and actually in the winter time it's a very good time to spray with a product called dormant oil and basically that is a it's a horticultural oil which basically sprays the whole plant and, and, and smothers any maybe lichen or any um, uh, scale that may be on it. And the reason it's a great time to spray is because horticultural oil, it's hard to spray when temperatures get hot. So when temperatures start to get above, get close to 90 and above, so it's hard to do that in the summertime. It'll burn the plant because of the oil. This time of year, <laughs> you're, you're, you're okay. And you can spray it. It'll smother a lot, and it really cleans them up. Uh, you know, the, the biggest issue, issue with uh, citrus is sooty mold which is that the leaves will turn black because right, of insects. Right. So this oil will prevent those insects from overwintering. It also cleans up any sooty mold that may be there. So those leaves will turn out really shiny. So it's always a good idea in the wintertime to spray any existing uh, uh, citrus fruit uh, with the oil to, uh, to shine up the leaves and, and keep them healthy. All right. Uh, we'll see if uh, we've got a caller on the line. Hi, you're in there. Jeff, good morning, Mr. Ebear. Good morning. I was calling um, to ask Mr. Ebear. My son have a, a navel orange tree, and it used to have, it used to have so much oranges. But that last bad freeze that we had kind of done his tree in, and he was thinking of cutting it. So I was calling this morning to see um, what could he do, you know, to make the tree come back healthy again. Okay, so. He, he, you, you can't, like some plants you could actually cut back to the ground. You can't do that with the citrus. So let's say his tree was 10 feet tall. You would cut it, you would cut it roughly down to about half, maybe four, five, four, maybe three feet. You've got to cut it way above the graph where, where the branching starts. Okay. Does he still have leaves where the branching is? Oh. Yes, his leaves are green, very pretty. Very pretty. Okay, and then make sure to check, like we talked about earlier in the show, that he has no sprouting from near the ground or maybe a few inches above the ground. Okay. If he has any sprouting there, he wants to cut that out. And it may take a part of that tree out of there, but that's okay. Take it out okay. and see what you have left. So once he cuts the, tr the uh, tree around, around 50% to 60% back, uh, okay. then he would just leave it alone. Now, at this point... I would probably wait till February 
to do it. And the reason that is, is let's say in January we have another hard, hard cold. All that old wood he has on there will protect that tree. So if he waits till February to do it, uh, there's going to be less chance of a hard cold coming behind it. So I generally tell people the middle of February, look what the long-range forecast is. If the long-range forecast is, oh, we might get 30 degrees, 28 degrees, that's no problem. He can cut it back. But if the long-range forecast is, well, we're going to get, we may get an Arctic front coming through, then you just wait another week or so and see what happens. But So sometimes in February is when you want to kind of cut it back, and that's when you can fertilize it. A big mistake people make is they'll fertilize their citrus right now, and you really don't want to do that for the same reason I just said is that it will, it will, uh, it will allow new growth, tender growth, to come out because of the fertilizer and make it more susceptible to any hard cold. So just pretty much leave it alone. He can check for any sprouting, though, at the base, and if he has any sprouting, I would cut that out now, and then, but leave everything else till February, and then he can cut it back. Okay, so then we could come to you and find out what fertilizer he would need yes. um, in February. Yes. Okay, thank you so much. Thank Y'all have a blessed day and a blessed Christmas. Appreciate the call thank as you. always. Thank, thank you. Yeah, and there's specialty fertilizers that are really good for citrus trees that uh, have all the micronutrients they need, need in a slow release, and that really kind of, uh, you know, helps them. But that's something you don't want to do. You, you don't want to do now, and that's uh, uh, because it will. It will. Temperatures like this, it's warming up. They'll pick up that fertilizer. They'll come out with new growth and say, wow, this is wonderful. And then, boom, we get a hard cold. And that, all that tender growth is the whole plant's more susceptible. That tender growth certainly will go first. And so you really don't, you just don't want to push a tree right now. You want to kind of, uh, you know. See, I, I was thinking you were worried about that growth at the bottom because it might slow down growth at the top. And, and that's that's true, and that's why you want to cut that growth down yeah. now. Anytime you see any sprouting, and we'll see it in the in the uh, in the nursery, these little small sprouts, and we'll break them off. And uh, and so anytime you see, you want to get rid of it because exactly what you just said, it will outgrow that tree ten to one, and you'll think, man, this is the best thing since sliced bread. It's growing like crazy, and then after a few years, you'll get. Uh, uh, um, you get a worthless fruit that's no good, and the tree will be. So you want to cut it out. And sometimes, um, um, like what happened this year with the cold, uh, it kind of uh, it shows it, sh- it shows the the vulnerability of the plant in, in this sense that people came in and said, "Man, my lemon tree got burnt, burnt, but man, a quarter of it looks fantastic." And that quarter is. The quarter that was coming from the grab, which is worth it. Someone said, "Well, guess what? You're gonna have to cut that one that looks fantastic out too, and let's see what happens." And and um, so you you, you kind of just kind of you, you got to watch that. And um, but basically, they're easy to do. Kumquats is the other big one. They've been hard to get. We're out of kumquats right now. We'll get some more in the spring. But uh, for the last two seasons, they've been tough, and that's a combination of cold weather and and and, and uh, COVID and all that created problems when it comes to. Uh, um, the kumquats and so you know they're sweet and they're sour the sweet one's the most popular one the sour ones you have to be usually the sour ones you have to be probably 60 years and older to like them only because we were raised with them and uh, so we we don't mind them i i don't get it <laughs> especially <laughs> not peeling it uh you know eating uh, right. the skin and that's right but maybe i've never had a sweet one though Maybe that's part of the thing. Oh, you're saying you don't get kumquats at all? Oh, no. Oh, I get you. No, But, but again, I've never had what I would consider a sweet one. <laughs>
No, kumquats, you know, yeah, not as sweet as the satsuma, but there is a sour one that is real sour. And again, I may sell, let's say I sell 100 sweet kumquats, I'll sell five sour, and that's only people that, that were raised with it, and it's like the, uh, that taste. But, uh, you know, I, I will say this if, if not anything else, neat ornamental plant. It is, yeah, and that's true, it's, too. It's cool seeing the little uh, the little. That's there. right. It looks like Let little them ornaments. Let stay on the tree. Let yeah. stay on the tree and leave those alone. <laughs> uh, I, I don't mind them, but I'm, I'm, I'm um, you know, I'll, I'll eat either one, the sweet or the sour. But the, the sweet is certainly the more popular one, and they do really, really good. One big question people have is what is the difference between a mandarin and a tangerine and a satsuma? And uh, uh, mandarin and tangerine were before they hybridized the satsumas, and, and, and basically – just a kind of an overall view. The mandarin and tangerines are going to be harder to peel than a satsuma. No and doubt. And they're going to have seeds in them. However, usually they're going to be much sweeter. So I guess Mother Nature saying you, if you want, you want the sweet, you're going to have to work a little bit for it. And uh, so, you know, again, satsumas are the number one seller by far. But the mandarin and tangerines are going to be sweeter, but they are going to have the seed. And they, they're pretty easy to peel. I guess this, the uh, satsuma is the easiest to peel. But the mandarin tangerine can be hand peel you don't have to slice them uh uh so to speak as uh as you do the um if i had to throw out some wild uh guess about a mandarin is it uh, originally from china i mean in, in that region is that that's, maybe that's, why it's a little bit of a different uh that's a good question uh many many uh uh plants in the country are you know initiated in china or or, or in asia uh, I'm talking about ornamentals too, so uh, could very well be that's our origination. I don't know, Jeff. Got me. You stumped me on that one. Yeah. Uh, limes is another popular, not nearly as popular as any of the other ones, but people will will plant limes. Uh, uh, you know, great grapefruit is a uh, another huge one, and so again, most of the citrus people people enjoy. Basically, easy to do. The hook is always going to be the uh, the cold weather, and that's going to be the hardest part. You go down to South Florida and California, uh, you know, you'll you'll um, you'll see uh, some big big trees. But usually, over here they'll get zapped. Although up till three years ago, we we maintained about thirty years of of, of tolerance on, on these trees in terms of cold. Until then, then we've had two in the last three years that were really tough. But overall, they've done extremely well. The other thing I want to mention is, and some of you brought in a fruit the other day, if you have a fruit of citrus that seems to be that you cut it, it's really dry on the inside, and the exterior of it is uh, puffy, okay? It's called puffy fruit. And some people will say, man, it's been, I've had it for two years in a row. None of the fruit on my tree are worth anything. They're all dry on the inside. And I just tell them, hang in there. You know, maybe quit fertilizing. Don't fertilize them, but just stop. Let that tree uh, adjust and, and it could be you get a tree seven one two three four five six seven eight years old that can get this puffy fruit and it's just something that is caused by i don't think they really know what's caused by it, but they tell you that if you do get it just back quit fertilizing until it stops but it will outgrow it uh don't cut the tree down don't start over again uh it will begin to produce a fruit that's uh that's definitely good and you just got to hang in there gotcha anything else you want to that's it, Jeff. You have a few uh, smaller Christmas trees, six or seven, seven, eight left to sell. And, of course, the point sales are still looking good, and uh, we sell a lot of point sales also. Real good. Richard, always a pleasure. Appreciate you coming by. Thank you, Jeff.